3: that's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code podcast23.
0: Once upon a time, there was a man, not like any other man. He kind of looked like David Bowie. He was in a fight with Thomas Edison, and he may have been part alien. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hated loves. Welcome to Homespun Hates Bonus Edition. (laughs) I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And today we're going to talk about... What are we going to talk about, Diana? What are we going to talk we're
2: about? We're going to talk about the declassified FBI file on famous Yugoslavian scientist Nikola Tesla. There are a few other Teslas in the document, but I think they might have been misspellings because they're like Nikola Kesla. Nikola Pesla, Nikola <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start at the beginning here.
0: Wait, 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 wait. I, I have to know. Is your hometown yes. named after this guy? Just a bad misspelling.
2: Probably. I would I would guess no. As far as I know, Tulsa is a creek word and Tesla is a Yugoslavian name. I do like the spelling error. That was a funny spelling error. And it's so cute reading things from before there was a delete key on your old school typewriter. You remember? Oh, yeah. Like I when see. you had a typewriter, there was a delete key because there was a separate little like band white of band, whatever yeah, the could... fuck that stuff. It, yeah, that kind of like Covered it up. almost whited out the letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but before that existed, then th- <laughs> this document goes down in history for a hundred years with these horrible spelling errors, <laughs> like little pencil marks, like oops, not Tulsa, Tesla. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you, you found these documents, Diana. And they prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. The Tesla was indeed from Mars, right?
2: Well, (laughs) that's the claim. Well, no, Venus actually. Oh, Um, oh, even better. Yeah. (laughs) Gassier. (laughs) Basically, with this document, you remember when we were researching the Winchester Mystery House Mm -hmm. and somebody on the internet said, oh, that's the only house that's been declared officially haunted by the state government of California. Mm Mm-hmm like that's the thing like it's it's status is secured as the official haunted house of California right. so you know me i'm like really i have to find this document where is this document saying that this is an official haunted house of California and i traced and traced and traced and finally traced it back to a tourism brochure from the 1970s for foreigners from halloween <laughs> encouraging them to come visit the united states to experience the unique holiday of halloween as it occurs in california And here's some spooky things you can do, says the Bureau of Tourism, in this threefold brochure, you can visit an allegedly haunted house, like the Winchester House. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that brochure went down in infamy. (laughs) And now the internet thinks it's solid proof that the government believes that the Winchester House is haunted. That is the document, the tourism brochure from the 1970s. Not kidding, the, the Halloween tourism brochure. So you have to kind of, every time you hear, oh, somebody just released a document that proves that the government, little like they do, you have to read those documents for yourself, right, Becky? You would.
0: Yeah, I would. I'm a nerd like that anyway. I just kind of like reading them for fun.
2: Well, somehow I doubt even you would have the stamina to read the declassified files that the FBI had on Nikola Tesla from the 1940s did. and 50s. But guess who does have the stamina? This lady right here who's read the entire 64-page declassified document from the 1940s and 50s on what the hell the FBI wanted with Nikola Tesla. A lot of people on the internet have demonstrated that this article, this, this declassified papers from the FBI... And they always say recently declassified, but it was declassified between 1980 and 1982.
0: That's recent in dinosaur
2: years. (laughs) Carbon dating says it's pretty recent. You can't (laughs) can't tell how old it is. (laughs) The internet has this scuttlebutt floating around that this document sincerely means that the government knew that Tesla was either an alien himself or influenced by quote unquote space people, which is a fascinating conclusion to draw after I read all 64 pages, I can tell you. I'm not sure I agree on the conclusion. (laughs) See, I know it's tempting to look at a document and read only the first two pages. And if you do so, it does indeed seem like the FBI has information that could indicate Nikola Tesla, famous scientist, inventor, genius, crazy person, question mark, was a Venusian who, as a baby, was left by his Venusian parents with two Yugoslavian parents in a remote mountain village that wasn't even part of Yugoslavia at the time, apparently, or was before Yugoslavia was Yugoslavia. I'm not sure. Anyway, way back in 1856, a Venusian brought baby, Venusian Tesla, to the planet Earth and left him with Mr. and Mrs. Tesla in a remote mountain province in what is now Yugoslavia, reads the document. Interesting. And then the document goes on to include a bunch of information about how Tesla is influenced by the space people. And looking at it from the point of view of somebody from his time, it does indeed seem like he is quite ahead of his time because he had over a thousand patents in his lifetime, most of which were considered way ahead of his time, some of which are considered ahead of our time still right now. He predicted in the 1930s or 40s, that we would eventually be carrying something small enough to fit in a pocket that would allow us to see and hear people around the world. Awesome. Yeah, he predicted smartphones, like, perfect. So as I said, the first two pages of this FBI document sincerely seem to produce information that indicates that Tesla is not only communicating with space people, but also a space person himself. Do you read on? After two pages, Becky, do you think you should read on? It's 64 pages. I mean, that's a lot of small type, most of which is either redacted or hard to read because it's a copy of a copy of Microfiche from the 1940s.
0: I don't have to read because you did for me.
2: That's right, listeners. <laughs> you're welcome. I spent probably about an hour and a half combing over this document, trying to find any further mention of aliens after the first two pages. It turns out the first two pages are a newsletter newsletter by the Interplanetary Sessions newsletter people, club, <laughs> organization, I don't know, in the 1950s.
0: Is that what they're called? They're called the Interplanetary Union or something like that? What
2: Interplanetary Sessions newsletter is what the newsletter is called.
0: Interplanetary and it's, Sessions.
2: I, yeah, it, it was not written by the FBI. It is in the sealed FBI document about Tesla, there was a Yugoslavian informant in New York City around about 1957 who reported to the FBI that these people, the Interplanetary Sessions newsletter, and Ms. Margaret Storm were attempting to exploit Nikola Tesla's genius and good name. He mm-hmm. is a Yugoslavian American, felt the need to step up and, and report this so that the FBI could take care of it. Because apparently at some point in our history, the FBI actually like cared about weird tabloid stuff and actually like, put it in their official files. Like, oh, well, this this might come to something. We don't know. He could mm-hmm. be an alien.
0: It sure did come to something. So
2: because it was reported by the informant that they were using Tesla's name to promote their spacey agenda, that's why it's in the document. Because the apparently the FBI agent that was reported to was like... All right, I'll go check it out and make it part of the officials. But I don't know why, because they never fully resolved it after that. They were just like, oh, yep, that is indeed a newsletter talking about Tesla, talking with space people. Case closed. And they were probably like, yeah, it's just like Bat Boy. <laughs> they were like, okay, well, we see you and we know that you're just junky tabloid or something. I don't know.
0: Speaking of, whatever happened to Bat Boy? I have not heard from Bat Boy in a while.
2: I think he's still living in his cave.
0: Does he still pop up on tabloids from time to time?
2: I don't know. He'd be a Batman now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder about Bat Boy all the time. Bat Amber Boy. used to have a Bat Boy t-shirt. It's uh, There was Bat Boy the musical.
0: Really? Bat Boy the musical?
2: Had you not heard of Bat Boy the musical? No,
0: I have not heard of Bat Boy the musical.
2: We have to stage a production because I don't think it's running anymore.
0: Uh, we'd have to hire actors for that.
2: No, you and I can play every part. <laughs> no, We're good. God, no. <laughs> It'll be like the, the vagina monologues except Bat Boy.
0: You guys could hear our amazing singing. Bat Boy, <laughs> is he a bat? Is he a man or is he a boy? Is he coy? Does he have a toy? My voice just cracked. Because I've had too much coffee, not crack. (laughs) Keep going. That's okay. So. Is he made of alloy? Why? a steel. (laughs) Does he have a ploy to take over
2: the wheel? Sorry. That's exactly how Bat Boy the musical goes, I think.
0: Does he enjoy (laughs) sitting around eating worms or whatever bats like to eat?
2: Does he do poi?
0: Of course he does. He's in a cave.
2: Bat boy. That's what I would do if I lived in a cave.
0: King of really? Boy.
2: King of Boy.
0: <laughs> Listens to Scooter in the nightclub cave. He has a rave. This is
2: fantastic. In his cave.
0: Bat boy. We need Sorry. to go to
2: Chattanooga and have a cave rave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With Bat Boy doing boy. Yes. Anyway, I will shut up now, I promise. Please continue. Nikola Tesla, not an alien. <laughs> not an alien. Or is he? Ground control to major <laughs>
2: Everything is a song. This is why we're going to play a two-person musical and still make it a hit. Yes, because yes, we can't stop ourselves. All right, so that was the Interplanetary Sessions newsletter, the first two pages of this Declassified FBA document. We look through the rest of this document, which immediately cuts backwards from this 1956 newsletter all the way back to 1943. The death of one Nikola Tesla. Now, I I can't find this for sure for sure, but there are some reports that the last ten years of his life Tesla was kind of a wacko. He may have moved into a hotel room in New York City and started doing strange things that made everybody think he was kind of crazy and or had some form of dementia the last ten years of his life, kind of weird. He was a pretty aged man, so I'm not sure why he lived in a hotel in New York City, but apparently that makes him pretty easy to observe throughout his later years. And people reported some strange behavior. But before that time, in the 1930s, he was a very successful inventor, specifically his electrical induction motor. He sold to the company Westinghouse, $2.5 million for just that one invention. Wow. And he had over a thousand patents. So, you, you know, he was pretty rolling in it. This is probably why he lived in a hotel in New York City. I'd want to. But apparently the last part of his life, he was pretty destitute. Like he didn't have much because he like lottery spent everything he earned, and then went went a little bit batty. Who knows? I don't know if this is true. I can't find really good research backing this up, but it certainly is reported.
0: Because he was in space. He left his little Android version of himself while he went to fight the whatever aliens
2: Oh, you think he uploaded his consciousness back to Venus?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, in the last Starfighter where they made like a robot version Mm -hmm. of the kid and they left it. Yeah, I'm sure that's what he did.
2: Probably. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. See, I was wondering how he was a Venusian and yet looked perfectly like a human who would probably not tolerate a gaseous planet very well. He was a shapeshifter too. I like the idea that he uploaded his consciousness in the last 10 years of his life were just like zombie body meat sack (laughs) bumbling around New York City, (laughs) making outrageous claims because the reason why the FBI had a file on Tesla in the first place way back in 43 when he died was because they suspected that his inventions that he had recently written about and yet not patented yet could have great military influence. Some of his inventions I have to agree because some of the things that he came up with or claimed to have come up with, in theory, no working prototypes developed before his death. But in theory, he had created a death ray, which (laughs) this is what the FBI document says, in quote, unquote, quote, death ray, unquote, (laughs) which his protege later touted as the only possible defense against the capital atomic bomb. Remember, this is 1943, so people were like, a death ray. What? (laughs) So apparently this death ray is literally what you'd picture in a science fiction film, or at least this is what the FBI is picturing at the time. This death ray is supposed to transmit electricity up to 250 feet with less than a 5% loss in power, but wirelessly, completely wirelessly.
0: Oh, so it's a phaser.
2: Exactly. It's going to revolutionize electrical function and or warfare. Because you can use it from a distance and shoot your enemies, I guess. So the, the U.S. government was like, this seems like something we we deserve. We deserve this. We're going to take his paperwork away so that we can make this death ray. Thus ensues seven years of complete tomfoolery trying mm-hmm. to get these fucking papers out of this fucking safe deposit box at this fucking New York hotel. Because it, I can't figure it out. After reading 64 pages of this shit, I'm like, did the government just not want to pay the rent on the safe deposit box that he'd accrued posthumously? Because there there was one document where it was like, well, we can't get all the papers because they're being held at this hotel. And nobody's paid anything on the safe deposit box since 1943 when Tesla died. And so there's a bill, an outstanding bill of $400. So therefore, we cannot obtain these papers. It's so, so government logic. But anyway, so they really, (laughs) they took these papers. (laughs) And here's the exciting part who maintained custody of these papers after they were finally removed from this hotel safe deposit box? Well, it was the alien property custodian. (gasps) (laughs) So the US government had an alien property custodian who seized his belongings after his death. Was he an alien? He was an alien, alien property custodian. And then this is This is later on renamed within this document, because this document spans like seven years, right? The department is renamed the Alien Enemy Property Custodian, I believe. Because these documents could be extremely useful for any military operation. And there's a shady cousin of Tesla's who's coming over trying to get these documents and send them back to the Axis Powers. One of these documents, I shit you not about this guy trying to obtain these documents because he's a legitimate relative of Tesla's, who Tesla hated, did not Mm -hmm. get along with at all, never would have given him anything. But he's claiming that he should take these papers back to the home country, which may or may not have been Yugoslavia at the time. One of these papers in handwriting next to the typed out message about this dude has been written, maybe a commie? Question mark, question mark. (laughs) Underline Maybe. (laughs) And I believe the author of that particular paper was J. Edgar Hoover. So no surprise there, right? But the U.S. government is like, no, we have it under the alien property custodian. It takes them five or six years, but they finally managed to get all of Tesla's documents. And they have summarized everything that he was working on at the time of his death. Each one has a paragraph. It's some clever inventions, but nothing like an actual death ray that they expected to find because apparently there was a rumor that there was a working prototype they had built for $19,000 in this safe deposit box at the New York hotel. And so there was like this scramble to find this working prototype death ray. Turns out, no, it was just a normal electrical equipment that somebody saw and decided it was a death ray when they saw him putting it in the box. (laughs) Bummer. So five years later, they're like, well, we finally opened the box. There's no death ray in there. They're kind of disappointed. There is no death ray in the box. But wait, he was in fact working on a project with the government to create a border around the United States of these transmitters, which would, upon the press of a button, I believe, fry an airplane's motor that was passing overhead.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: And so therefore the US would be 100% protected against air attacks from any direction if they used this system. And Tesla purportedly said to the government, I will build this for you. All I need is $2 million and your complete trust. I'm not going to suffer any foolish questions. Well, uh-huh. that's a tall order for the government. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> money, no big <laughs> they deal. had the
2: money, but... <laughs> 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 apparently, this never coalesced simply because apparently, eventually, somebody asked some foolish questions and Tesla was like... Pfft. I told y'all, I'm not doing this if you keep questioning me. So we don't have a force field that melts airplanes around our country. Darn it! <sighs> I screwed that one up. <laughs> we could have had it all. Uh, oh so my
0: God, this is so fascinating, isn't it? Though I, I love hearing about Tesla. He was such a genius.
2: And I'm not even going to go into all of these inventions that he patented. I'm just impressed enough with this whole like airplane melting force field that he was going to implement around the US for only $2 million.
0: Well, do they still have the documentation from it? I mean, why haven't they actually built it?
2: It's referenced in this paper, but I don't think that the papers they discovered were complete enough to be able to know how to build it. So that's uh, one of the reasons why they, they hunted down his protege to see if he could continue working on stuff like the death ray yeah. and the, the force field. So after they finally got all of these inventions and they've got a brief Looks like exhibits A through, Jesus, Q about different inventions, etc. No death ray was forthcoming. In the end, they're trying to build this death ray. It never really coalesces. They never really get it off the ground. And in 1950, they close the case. They give up. They say, this is enough. We're done talking about this. So several years later, this is when apparently... Behind the scenes in 1950, Tesla's engineers that worked for him have finally perfected the Tesla set, which is a form of radio communication for alien people, first base people, to talk to them. And apparently, between 1950 and 1956, according to Margaret Stone and this newsletter of the interplanetary sessions, those six years were used to communicate and gather alien intelligence using the tesla set the engineers had perfected it after tesla's death several years later seven years later apparently these engineers are still working together not being paid just trying to develop these things that were created or invented by tesla but not finished apparently they just kept working no pay for the (laughs) next seven years and Mm -hmm. and eventually developed this radio communicator with which they contacted space people and things like organized flying saucer displays were communicated and organized through this Tesla set, according to the newsletter. Very interesting. They had dates and, and locations where you would be able to gather and, and watch the flying saucer displays.
0: Oh, so it's like an air and space show, but with aliens.
2: Yeah, it's it's an air and space show, but with uh, flying saucers. Mm-hmm. The, the newsletter specifically states, this is going to happen in this place and this time. Sorry, we didn't give you enough notice that you'll be able to go catch it. <laughs> but we swear it's going to happen. Today people would be there like right. instantaneously like you couldn't you couldn't stop people from being there. But apparently they didn't think they'd given enough notice for 1956. Anyway, when this newsletter came out, this Yugoslavian American Informant was outraged that this had happened. Reported them. The FBI looked into it and said, "Yep, that's a newsletter," and then closed the case again.
0: Just shoved it in the beginning
2: of the file. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next time you see somebody saying there's a declassified FBI file showing that Nikola Tesla was an alien, you don't have to read all 64 pages, listeners, because you hear it from me. Trust me, I may not have completely accurately stated everything in the document, but one thing that's very accurate was that the FBI never believed that Tesla was an alien. I'm sorry.
0: Now, that doesn't mean he wasn't. (laughs)
2: Exactly. They just never officially looked into him being an alien. They did officially look into his Death Ray production. They did. That's crazy. They did officially try to hire him to build a plane melting force field around the country. But they never officially stated that he was an alien or that he was influenced by space people.
0: Now we do know officially that David Bowie was an alien.
2: We do. And David Bowie, the reason that Becky is saying that he looks like David Bowie is because actually David Bowie played Nikola Tesla in the movie The Prestige.
0: Which was awesome. When I first was watching that movie, I think I saw it in the theater and the actor playing Nikola Tesla came out. And the first thing I thought was, boy, that actor has really manicured eyebrows. Who is that? <laughs> Took me a minute and then I was like, oh, that's David Bowie.
2: exactly yes he looked kind of like nikola tesla
0: perfect person to have play him they're both aliens but bowie's from mars tesla's from venus and they met an earth in an artistic way by playing each other's characters sort of
2: that's right. There is a famous moment where Tesla does some cover songs of Bowie dressed as Bowie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talk about being ahead of his time. Wow. <laughs> and he predicted that one day there would be this rock star who would have a bright red mohawk <laughs> and a circle on his forehead,
2: and a device in his pocket with which he could speak to anybody in the world. So, do you think Tesla's from Venus?
0: it's ridiculous my god there's no way somebody who was from venus could just walk around on this planet breathe easily and not die of being frozen or whatever venus is so hot
2: oh but he came here as a baby he wasn't used to venusian summers yet
0: (laughs) i could have been dropped into antarctica as a baby but it doesn't mean that i'm going to be equipped to survive it
2: I personally am also skeptical, Becky, (laughs) that Tesla was a Venusian. However, listeners, if you really want the dirt, the real argument, proving question mark that Tesla was a Venusian who spoke to space people on his Tesla set, and or invented the Tesla set, and then his engineers built it after his death. If you'd like to look into that, Margaret Storm did in fact, write a book about that, which I've linked to in the show notes from our delightful recent episode flirting in a museum and alien kindlingus,
0: which is what inspired this bonus episode in case you're listening you're like this doesn't have anything to do with ghosts
2: <laughs> right? what the hell are they talking about yeah. the, the book is called return of the dove and apparently it's also going to be kind of photocopies of microfiche documents from the 1950s so you'll have just as much fun reading that as i had reading this 64 page fbi document or hopefully in your best interest more fun, because this document was pretty boring. But if you'd like to order it, I do have a link to the Amazon listing for Return of the Dove by Margaret Storm. And there are only 15 hardcovers left in stock. So do it now. Quick, quick, quick. (laughs) Let us know. If you read Return of the Dove, let us know what the irrefutable arguments that Mrs. Storm makes that convinced you.
0: Diana, that was fabulous. That was very right. You have to
2: pause. That was...
0: Uh, Illuminating like a Tesla bulb. Like a
2: glowing gaseous Venusian.
0: (laughs) With well-plucked eyebrows. Well,
2: thanks.
0: (laughs) Painted loves, thank you for listening to us. We got off topic quite a bit there, but hopefully you enjoyed Diana's deep, deep research. I don't know how she did that. I would have fallen asleep trying to read that document, but I'm glad she did it for me. I love Tesla even more now, even if he did turn into a crazy old bastard living in a hotel in New York with a safe deposit box. That he, that he never, yeah, no That he never paid the bill on. I still adore the man, the legacy. I think he was an absolute genius, and I'm glad that you, we got to clear up the fact that the FBI never officially thought that he was a Venusian.
2: Nope. nope.
0: Painted loves, I hope you found that as enlightening as we did, and we hope you all live long and prosper.
2: And if you end up with a death ray, in a safe deposit box, you're probably going to have a spooky day.
0: Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kilimnick and Diana Doty, and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kilimnick. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit.
3: videos it's people like you and me it's community it's incredible trainers it's easy to follow nutrition and mindset experts to help you reduce stress and just feel better and you can get started with my new program called for beginners only now here's the big surprise if you go to body.com right now that's b-o-d-i.com not only can you get everything body has to offer at 50 percent off with an annual membership you'll also get an additional 20 percent off but only during labor day weekend Let's do this together. Go to body.com. That's body with an I.com.